You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome back to the Bardic College's Cthulhu in Cairo podcast. I'm Raz, and I will be your keeper for this evening. Um, We are again doing one of our split episodes. The team finds itself in various locations throughout Berlin, and one of our members is about two and a half, three hours south in a small hamlet outside of Stuttgart. I'm joined by two of the players that were not part of the plot to destroy and kill Ernst Thalmann, the communist leader of the Red Party, which would then hopefully set a series of events in motion that would start the the crowd of 40-odd thousand people protest marching and screaming for vengeance towards the Reichstag to create the diversion for Professor John Schooley and Aveline Hammond. We are instead joined right now by Catherine Ross and Faye Dawson. Catherine is about to make her way out of Berlin via a bus, and Faye is sitting, as we said, in Stuttgart, and was hoping to get some investigating done herself, doing research and doing the things she can do while recuperating from a savage beating several nights ago. So we're going to start with Faye. Faye, the last time we got caught up with your character, you had woken up after being what apparently was drugged by your friend Aveline Hammond, who escorted you south to a to the hamlet of Duhaus. And she apparently used the bag that Catherine had given her to pull some medicines, crush them into a water, give them to you and have you sleep for several hours. You decided to take it upon yourself to destroy her luggage by jimmying the locks, cutting the inside panels, and you discovered men's clothing. Uh, I believe the quote was, I'm going to paraphrase, but let me know if I'm wrong. I'm going to fucking kill her. I believe that was... Um, I think you hit the nail right on the head with okay, that one. Good. So just making oh. sure with that. So that's where you are right now. You do. You are feeling enough where you like. You feel convalescent enough where you could walk or get catch a cab to a university if that's what you were thinking. I know we kind of spoke a little bit off off the air that you would be interested in possibly looking into some of the names and things that you did collect just before the incident uh, in the cemetery, which puts you into this incapacitated state. What would you like to do? Well, before I go anywhere, because I would like to do some research, um, how? what's the nearest university? Would I have any idea? Yeah, Stuttgart's a pretty big city. Um, it, it's not the size of Berlin, obviously, but it, it's definitely got 120, 130,000 people in it. So there's, there's several small, you know, some colleges, one university. We'll just call it, I, I didn't research names, we'll just call it the University of Stuttgart. Sure. And um, my next question would be, um, would I have any past experience there? Because, you know, my father is a professor and I was in school and we've been traveling the world. So would I have any connections there? Would I know anybody? That's a pretty specific, like, town by town thing. Um, Go ahead and give me a luck roll. I know your luck's a little on the low side right now, but let's see what you get. No, did not make it. Okay, oh. no big deal. So she rolled a 69. Yeah, that that's over your luck. So yeah, Stuttgart is not a place that you and your father... That doesn't mean they don't know his name. It could be somebody there in a similar form of study, has read papers that he's you know published on some of his digs. That might happen, but as mm-hmm. far as you having an actual name inside the college or university, no. Sure. And then there's the debate, like, do I want to use my real name while right. I'm there or do I want to go with the name that I have? Okay. Um, 
Well, before I go anywhere, um, first thing I do is I just really quickly just write a note just in case god forbid any of the team comes before i get back mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want it to be another oh my god where did Faye go situation again so i just go over to just like a writing desk i pull out a piece of paper and a pen and i just write dear cat ava sid and john i'm going out to do some research we'll be back before dinner promise i'm taking care of myself and i won't make any stupid decisions see you soon love Faye." So I leave that in a very obvious spot on the table so they can find it. And then I just change into something that won't really draw that much attention to me. And especially something that covers me up enough that I nobody's going to look at me and be like, Jesus Christ, what happened to that girl? Like, right. You know, I put on a hat. I do put on gloves just to kind of cover myself up. Okay. Um, and then I head downstairs and I out the door and on my way to the university okay do you ask for the do you ask for someone to call you a cab definitely i'm not walking anywhere okay so you uh <laughs> the uh the situation is you're you're able to go downstairs you speak to the landlady and she she is able to break through with you know fairly good english i mean she was she's obviously either studied abroad a little bit or has read English, you know, some texts and stuff. You, uh, you're able to make out that you need to, you know, have a cab drawn. She does give you that look of, oh, you poor girl. You know, you, she knows the tale that you told, that uh, you were mugged in Berlin, that it's a rough town, yada. So she orders you a cab. It's there in about 15 minutes. You get in the back. The driver doesn't even really look. Um, she walks up to the door, though, and she says for you in German, she says would you please take this young woman to the Stuttgart University? So the cab driver nods, you know, you reach forward and she tells you to hand him, a, you know, a couple of marks. So it pays for the fare in advance. He drives straight there, go through the town. Very nice, uh, old style Bavarian architecture. And uh, you circle some streets. So you come up to a small hill area that's kind of sits over the rest of the, the village itself and the, and the city that's grown around it. And there is a really prominent building, um, Beautiful architecture, probably from the late 1700s. Got some Gothic stuff and on the, everything. There's a huge chapel. Yeah, it it looks amazing. It's it's a beautiful university, and sure enough, you are the cab pulls up outside of the library and lets you out. Inside, and um, I go to because I'm imagining it's probably a big library, so I'll probably need some assistance. So I just go up to the head librarian's desk and I just ask her if she can uh, point me towards um, the Egyptology, that section. So in a university library, you will find books in different languages, but the predominant language is going to be German. So there's a couple ways you can play this. Why don't you go ahead and give me an idea roll and let's see how your character, un unless you have an idea, there may be an idea that comes to you just by, you know, having the intellect and the forethought that you have. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind right now. So let me do okay. it. I made it. That's a 42. Okay. Um, My intel is a 70. So. so you look around and finally you say to the head librarian, do you have a good student that, you know, speaks English? Someone who I can pay because students are always looking to pick up money you know they're they're always looking to you know fatten the pockets while they're studying at university and in about 20-25 minutes a real nice young gentleman comes over and introduces himself he says i am mikhail can i help you hi mikhail yeah i am a visiting the area and i am heading to 
Egypt next. I'm an assistant on um, a new dig, and I just wanted to check out some information while I'm in the area so I'm more prepared for when I go. You know, I've never really been before, so I just want to, you know, I'm kind of playing it up that mm -hmm. I'm a girl and I'm going to this place, and I don't really know what's going on to try to appeal to maybe his, a woman that needs help. Please, madam, take my arm. I will take you to the Egypt section and tell you whatever you want. Yeah, um, he's willing to do that for a few marks an hour, so that's not a problem. Um, <laughs> he does give you, again, the, the look of, oh, you poor thing, um, how does one go about getting beaten so savagely? But he doesn't remark, he's, you know, the, the librarian told him to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> don't, don't mention, like, you know, don't mention the scars. Uh, don't mention the scars on the poor American girl. It's <laughs> already American sad girl. that she's American. Right. So he uh, he brings you over to the Egyptology section and says, um, I also am a, um, a history major uh, here at uh, Stuttgart, so hopefully I can help you in whatever capacity I can. What uh, period of Egypt are you digging at or planning to, are you looking for, ma'am? Well, Kyle, the one pharaoh that I'm very interested in. Um, I know that he went by the name Pentaware, so I'm just wondering if there are any resources on him. Oh, uh, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I'll get to the card catalog. So he goes over to the card catalog. Folks, I'm not a librarian. I don't know if the card catalog had been invented yet, but we're going to say that the Germans had a version of it because they're incredibly efficient and meticulous about notes and, and, and things that you know are part of like a collection so we'll say they have some sort of thing that you're able to navigate uh he comes back and he sets down several volumes um he said from what i can make out ma'am pentvia is mentioned in several of these volumes he starts paging through goes to the index goes to the you know in the front of the book you know the uh glossary uh, thank you and <laughs> keeper brain fart and uh <laughs> Starts going through and he says, oh, oh, and, and he slides the, puts the book over, goes, you know, to another one, opens it up and he says, well, go ahead and give me, give me, you have charm? Not really. What it's do you have? just a standard 15. Um, Anything under a persuade charm? I have persuade. So do you want me to do persuade? Yeah, go ahead and give me a persuasion roll. What's your, and what, you know what? I'll either give you persuade or appearance. Which one would you like to use? Appearance is 60, so I'll use that. It's okay. like Well, your higher. appearance isn't a 60 right now, but that's okay. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> if you look past my scars, you can see I have beautiful green eyes yeah. and luscious blonde hair. Just ignore the chunk that's missing from it. <laughs> so 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 was Quasimo. Oh, wow. So what wow. was the first roll, the 42? That was earlier on my idea check. Right. The 85 is me being just... Mm. A little gross looking. Well, he's he's unable to see the diamond from the rough at this point. So he goes through and he says, it appears, yes, this one, not so much. Give me a, go ahead and give me a psych roll, if you have psych. I did not make that one. That was a 60. I have a 40. Would you like to try to push it? I was either thinking of trying to push it or to slide him a little bit more money. Ooh. So that, you know, which one? I'm worried about pushing it. So I'm going to try the money approach. You know, Faye's not hurting for cash. Okay. What's your credit rating? My credit rating is a 65. Okay. 
So yeah, that's not a problem. So you slip him a couple more Deutschmark. It seems like his pace picks up. He starts finding things a little quicker. Bet it does. Yeah. Pentlier, um, and for those playing at home, money does talk. So we've had some in, some encounters where we've realized that's, that's good and bad. Uh, in this case, it worked out real well. So Faye, he says to you, Pentvia was the son of Ramesses III in the 1200s BC. It says here, no, this volume here, it says that he was subjected to a trial after his father's assassination in the Harem Conspiracy, and Pentvia was found, Pentvia was found guilty for his complicity in this this terrible terrible event and he he was forced to commit suicide yeah yeah there's a lot here about uh his name is mentioned in several texts but any of the royal hieroglyphs uh in the tomb of ramses iii has had the name struck through i just say anything else any other information maybe about where he's buried or any urban legends about him go ahead and make a roll yourself mel um okay. on your history or li- or your uh library studies whichever one is better uh, my li- my history is an 80 so let me try that okay just make it okay so the uh he does point out one other thing that pentweer's mother was not the highest wife of ramses the third she was uh, a lesser wife, but that he was the eldest of the male children that had, you know, was in line for power. But, and that was because a brother passed away or some, you know, this or that. But again, a lot of the information about Pentweir is is just cursory, kind of brushed over real quick. Not a lot that you're finding that way. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, and it's a lot of the same thing. Pentweir's name is Ramesses Third found guilty conspiracy mm-hmm. harem conspiracy but there's nothing about like his burial or his tomb right not with that role so i'm going to how long are you going to stay at the library and how much are you going to pay this kid well i was considering maybe going to see if they have in their history department if they have a professor of egyptology and maybe i could ask him a few questions excellent choice so you go ahead and you slip him another few deutsche mark he uh packs up the nine or ten books that he's gotten out he brings them over to return in the library he does his yeah i've um professor steiner i can introduce you to him ma'am. this this way please i I will take you he has office hours uh for another 45 minutes yeah we, we we may be able to to get to him please perfect thank you wonderful so i don't mean to be rude uh, forgive and if i'm too forward i, I you seem are, are you are you well you seem like you were in the terrible accident oh, or yes and then i kind of just like shrink a little into myself and i go most unfortunate um i was i was with my friend in um we were walking around the streets in uh munich and i was attacked a man came out with a gun demanding my jewelry i my ring any money that i had and you know i leapt in front of my friend to try to make sure that he didn't hurt her and he just started he just he became violent and he he did and it's 
I'm lucky that I escaped with just this, but it was a it was a terrible, terrible thing. I I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Th- if you wouldn't mind, sir. No, no, please. I'm I'm sorry to have brought it up. It's it was most unfair of me. I most most it was it was bad etiquette. I am sorry. So he gets you into the building, goes upstairs. There is another student in there for a couple minutes. Finally, they leave, and he knocks on the door, and he does his introductions. And Steiner is a man, he's probably in his mid, mid-late mid 50s, um, pretty decent shape. But, you know, the weight's coming on. I mean, he's, I will not say portly or anything, but he's hes a solid guy. Uh, a little on the shorter side, about 5'6". Does have a, you know, small pair of spectacles that sits on a cord, but they rest on the, on the nape of his, you know, on the bridge of his nose. And he looks up and, Mikhail, was I scheduled to meet with you today? I do not have you on... My appointment book, I... What can I do for you? So he says, you know, this is Faye Dawson. Uh, I'm sorry, whatever name you gave. Uh, this is so-and-so. Uh, Grace Hammond was the name that yeah. I used at the end. So he introduces you, Miss Hammond, that she's here from uh, recuperating from an accident. He says accident. Doesn't say mugging. An accident in Berlin. She is soon set to go off on a dig. And... Uh, we, she is interested in Ramses Third and the Pentweir incident. And he raises an eyebrow and says, Really? Not many knows that name. Please, Miss Hammond, have a seat. Thank you, thank you. And he uh, motions for the student to sit as well. He says, if you'll excuse me, I just have to use the facility for a moment. He steps out, going for the water closet, and shuts the door. Mm-hmm. So Steiner is there. He says, so, with whom are you digging? This is fascinating news to have a young woman who is going to be on such an important event in in Egypt uh, what who are you affiliated with do i remember the other people that i'm digging with the other people i know that i'm leading it but i must have other people on my team with me um i would probably yeah. know who that is so i would yeah. give their name instead of obviously mine but you're still using or names actually- attached to the royal uh the british museum yes. so he's like fascinating this is i am I am at a loss. It's, uh, we have come so far. You know, it is excellence that bright young women are being offered opportunities in the field. This is fascinating. So, you wish to know a little bit about Penfield. I will, of course, uh, tell you whatever I can. He looks at his watch, looks up, he says, I have s- some time yet. Uh, I have no appointments until after five. But please, what can I tell you that you may not already know? Of course, sir. And um, don't worry about keeping me. Um, I will only be able to stay for probably an extra half hour. I, uh, my fiancé is coming to town, so I'll have to go meet him and the rest of our party. So I won't keep you too long. But your kind student, Mikhail, um, he was helping me research about Pentware. And I know that he was uh, put on trial for the harem conspiracy and trying to assassinate his father mm-hmm. and Ramesses i was the third yeah yes and um one of the i guess you could call it uh one of the cracks in the foundation is that i didn't see anything about his burial or where um yeah about like his burial or his tomb or anything or if they would even bother doing something like that for someone who committed a crime well the reports are sketchy um on this particular subject uh, many say that Pantvia was involved in terrible things, that he was trying to eliminate his father to destroy the connections of the pharaoh and the royal family to the priesthood. He did not follow the same gods of his father, so they say. There are names, but they are never repeated, and many have been, the few times it is mentioned, there is one papyrus scroll 
it has been scraped off with a, some sort of sharp instrument and it was only through x-ray we were able to catch glimpses of what the names were i don't recall them now but i'm sure i could find the text but in the um to your question the situation became even more interesting with Penfia because he was not given a proper burial even though he was the child of a pharaoh and deserved honors because he was found guilty by the tribunal they on, they only mummified him in furs and rags they did not do the proper spells and other incantations and drying of the body with the nitrine and this so it uh, Pentvia was given a most ignoble death no afterlife for him and has it been written or has it been said what could happen to a person if they weren't properly mummified? Well, the Egyptians, I'm sure you know, have many theories on this, on what it means um, to be, you know, so misabused, to be gi not given a chance to enter to the scales and have your heart veiled against you know, Zephesa and, and told that you are qualified to join the afterlife. It, 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 legends. But you, but you know, in, in ancient Egypt, this is, this is what they believe. He says, if the truth be told, they sentence Pentvia not only to death in this life, but to have no eternal life and to suffer without ever rejoining his, the ancestors and the family and his people. It's very interesting. And Professor, you mentioned that you might have um, the the papyrus, the... Um, I have seen it. I have seen it when I was a young man. But I do, if I'm not mistaken, a colleague of mine who did some additional research on Pentvia did send me a photograph. If you'll just give me a few moments, I, I, shall, I shall be right back. Oh, so he goes out of the room and in about 20 minutes, he comes back and hands you this. Now, I didn't post it in Roll20 yet, but I did post it on the Cthulhu and Cairo Messenger that what you see right there is huh. actually Pentweer when they found him in his mummified state. And he says, so as you can see, the body has atrophied, the, the skeleton, uh, this, the, the body's remains, it appears, as, he is known as the Screaming Man. It is a nickname, of course, because... There was no sarcophagus, yeah. There was just a wooden box. And inside, he he was found in this condition. Um, the mummy still, I believe, Charles said that, yeah, he is still in the Museum of Cairo, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the Museum of Cairo. Okay. Mm, yeah. And if I go through the notes... Go ahead and give me a luck roll, Faye. Oh, boy. Okay. Luck is still pretty low. Mm-mm. How close? I did not make it. My luck is all the way down to a twenty-five, unless it when I came here it um it filled up again. But yeah, that's a little. Here's what I'll tell you. Uh, here's what I'll let you do. What's your luck at currently? My luck's at twenty-five. All right, you are going. Berlin is almost over. We we know that events are accumulating and that the team is planning on taking a hiatus. Player to keeper, I know your luck's going to come back. You're going to have not the full boats, but you're all going to get a good boost back to your luck. But there is some things that may still occur tonight. If you're willing to spend five luck off your number tonight, getting you down to 20, which that's what it'll leave you for the rest of this evening, I'll tell you the information that he will be able to find that name on the papyrus scroll. Yes, I'll do it. My luck is already so low at this point. Okay. What's, what's five more? So, yeah, I'll do it. He tells you that the god's name was Shakbar. 
Lotl. And that's the god that Pentweer supposedly worshipped. Okay. So was that Egyptian or was that something I have no idea. Okay, that's, that's fine. just written. There is no mention in the Book of the Dead of Shaklatl. There is nothing there. Um, maybe he was a deity worshipped by a, a you know a re- Egyptian rival during that period. Um, yeah. A Nebatean culture. Or maybe he was something. Or, maybe he was something that was like very specific locally. Could be a, a spelling right for another god who was known as you know Isis became this one became you know what I mean. There was different yeah by regionality. Okay. Yeah, Shaklatl. That's pretty much all you're going to get out of this university. Sure. All right. So in time, you make your way back. Mikhail comes in. He, uh, you know, you tell him the whole thing about your fiance. You have to get back. Car picks you up, drives, you know, to cab. You pay for it in advance and he drives you back to your address. Unless there's someplace else you wanted to go. No, I, um, Faye would definitely want to go go back to the um to the hotel okay just to check in to make sure like you know god forbid anybody came or if they called with any information so i would go back and i would check with um the innkeeper if there were any messages for yeah the woman who runs the house has nothing Catherine. yep so and we're back oh yeah (laughs) so it's a little after two you're in the cafe you see aveline or you see i'm sorry you see a man which you you know dressed a little bit smaller than John Schooley. Approach him. You see this from across the, the busy boulevard. They nod. They start making their way. You feel they've, he's made connection. John reaches into his pocket and he ha- hands this other person, you know, papers just like the plan was that they would have, you know, notes, uh, some sort of a legal document showing that they were diplomats that were been cleared to enter. And they make their way calmly up the stairs. You see no sign of distress. You see, you don't see John panicking, trying to wave to you. Nothing like that. Everything appears to be normal. In that case, is there a phone in the cafe where I'm currently sitting? Yes. Okay, I'm going to call. Do I have, I'm assuming I have the number for the house. We were given the number. We were mm-hmm. given the address. Mm-hmm. I, I call the house. Okay, uh, there's no answer. What? There's no answer. Well, in that just dandy. Do I have the number for... Not our section, but the... Nope. I, no? no? Okay. Can I ask for it? I know it's like an operator thing. Yeah, you could be put through... Yeah, that's actually... Okay, you could do that. Um, You have to be, you have to be connected to... It, it does take some time. Okay. Um, I'm prepared for because that. Because you're using an address anyway. and not a, a, a the actual, like, connect me to Regency 4624. You don't... You're not yeah. sure of the area, so it does take a little bit of time for the operator to track it down, but... A few coins and a little bit of patience, and finally there's a connection. Hello, yeah? I say hello in German, and I ask if she can speak English. Some, yeah. Some, I, wonder- I can, yeah. Wonderful, Dankeschön. My, I believe my friends, I give the names that Aveline and Faye told us to use, because I just don't remember them. It's like Grace, it's Hammond, right? Mm-hmm. It's Grace Hammond. Like, um, my cousin Grace Hammond is staying with you and I'm one of the other guests arriving later this evening. Uh, do you know if she left the apartment? If if my cousin and, and her left the apartment? Oh, the the young woman with the car left hours ago. What? She said that uh your your that young Grace would be sleeping for a while, that she had given her something to calm her and help her sleep. What? And she Hello? No, I'm I hear you perfectly. Do you because hello? Hello yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, and who was driving? Uh, what? The the uh, Aveline, the uh, the 
the other woman the Abilene. blonde one yeah she okay. came she left with the car hours ago and then um grace the one who had been in the mugging the poor girl she looks yeah i mean quasi modo for christ it's just this is the kind of beatings hey, that really should not be wow she's been through a lot a lot she's it's like they dragged her over the, the whole tree of ugly and just let it is it's brutal so she says <laughs> she eventually uh woke up and asked for a cab i would have sought to go to the apothecary or a doctor but no she went right to the library brave girl very brave i mean that's it's a dangerous so, area but the, the so you know brave well okay. i mean would you want to be in any type of public place is the the caved in that the hair missing she can't braid over it it's a big patch looks very sore where i i'm actually a nurse so i'm i'm helping her heal we're doing the best we can she's just she's so, uh, just aveline's trying. aveline's in too she gave us the sleeping pills as uh, a drought aveline is gonna get a nice talking to so she seems like a nice girl i don't i'm know. just wait till you meet me okay I'm gonna come down, and yeah. I'm the gentleman will be arriving separately, mm-hmm. but I will be arriving in just a few hours. Oh. And your name? Ah, uh, Gertrude. Gertrude, it's been a pleasure. Okay, Gertrude. If Faye or Av, if Grace, sorry, middle hmm? name. She has got a sister. If Grace, she has or a sister Aveline, with a middle name. <laughs> they, the, their parents are weird, and they couldn't remember multiple names. There's so many kids. Ah. Uh. You know, and my husband was the same way. Always on top. Always, always trying. Uh, you never got any sleep, did you? No sleep. No, None. I can tell you there are 27 different cracks in my ceiling. 27. That's a lot of cracks. He's mm. not a plasterer by trade. Not a not a fix-it man. Oh, he's a, there's a plaster joke there, but I let it go because you seem oh, like a nice Gertrude. young woman. Oh, hon, I'm coming down. <laughs> if, if Grace comes back... Mm-hmm. Tell her I'm gonna smack her upside the head. No, the this is too. not good. This is this only causes more of the of the ugly. You can't do this to this girl. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a medical professional, my dear. I can smack whoever I want upside the head. It won't hurt her. Have a great day. Goodbye. I hang up the phone. <laughs> this is a very callous woman, Charles. Please stop with the touching. <laughs> so, Faye is somewhere in that library. Just you know how like what's what's that saying? It's um. Someone walked across your grave. Like, um, when you get, like, the chills, like, somebody walked across your grave. Yeah. Yeah, Faye all of a sudden feels extremely self-conscious, and she knows that somewhere there is an epic roast battle over the phone about how ugly she is. Temporarily. <laughs> Temporarily. You're going to get all that back. You're beautiful, hon. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to talk to Gertrude. Okay. Mm. Okay, so you make your way to the bus station. There's a bus leaving probably at about, let's say, 3.05. You weren't waiting, right? You were just heading there. I was gonna head there. Sid okay. told me to go. Yep. I personally have no... Now that I've seen John and the reflection enter the Reichstag, mm-hmm. they seem okay. Yep. I don't have my guns. Right. I can't help... I don't even have a medical bag. Like, I can't really help a lot of people right now. I have, Understood. like, a modified bag. Yep. And I've just found out that two people <laughs> are MIA. Right. Team Mom is going to go and check in on the babies she sent off into the ether mm-hmm. a few short hours ago. Okay, so... I leave for five minutes! Go ahead and give me a German roll. Mm-mm. What did you roll? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay. Is that a no as in you were one off? Is that a it's no a very, as in 100? It's, it's a bad no. Did you insult like a critical fail her no? mother? It's a 98. Okay. Ooh. All right. It's not a 99 or a 100. No, no, that's fine. You get there. I was bound to have one. You know, this isn't about getting on the wrong bus. You're able to figure that out. It does say Stuttgart on the top of the bus. Great. Um, so you're okay that way. It, it is a local bus, not an express. That kind of gets messed up. But there's, you know, you don't hear. There's radios playing rather loudly in the in the bus depot. Great. Um, very frantic speaking. That's it. Other plots. I'm just making German sounds. I'm not actually speaking, folks. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff because actually that's what you hear. With that role, every single thing that's said in okay. rapid conversation German is just going right over your head. No, that's fair. Okay. Um, I know that I know that Plotz is Plaza or mm -hmm. whatever. I, do I, can I make out anything about the plots where, nope. um, where Sid was? No? No. You don't know if it's Great. the Reichstag. You don't know if it's... If okay, it's the... I'm I'm rather preoccupied. I can't uh, hear. Got it. Yep. It's not that you can't hear. You can't make it out. It's just too you fast. You can't make it out. Okay. All right. Bus takes off at 3.05 sharp. Matter of fact, the door shuts on a mother and small child as they're running towards it with their tickets. The driver <laughs> takes Because, let's be <laughs> honest, it's 3.05. We're not, not 3.06. That's not the way this works in Germany. And he starts making his way outside of the city you are sitting there it's you know it's been a long couple of days things are really starting to just add up um but the the countryside is gorgeous pasture you know picturesque rolling mountains phenomenal you know scenery off in the distance you can see you know mountains that are somewhat still snow capped just gorgeous and you're on the bus making your way go ahead and give me a power roll 22 could have used it my that's a hard success hard success so that's a good news so you're you're riding along oh. no it's good news <laughs> and you doze off for a few moments and after what you think is about 20 minutes to a half hour you wake up and the bus is empty there's a driver in front and no other passengers it's stifling hot the windows are down air is coming through uh blowing in your was hair a, blowing in your face was it a hot day when i got on the bus no okay. you look outside and it's late it's night and you can't see very far but the landscape is flat it appears that what little light you know you kind of look forward out the wind out the windshield of the bus um which is bouncing along nothing to be seen uh, the road is not even paved from what you can make out. You've rolled a power of a, of a hard success, so you believe that you're in a dream, but you can't wake up. You're having a hard time. Like, you keep saying to yourself, this must be a dream. This must be a dream. This must be a dream. The bus <laughs> applies its brakes. The door opens, and you, the driver, Awas! No! No! Um... <laughs> This is not okay. Um, he, tur he turns a little bit. You still can't make out his face. He kind of goes, Hey, Was! Is, it, is this the stop? That's not my stop. Bus is just idling. There's no one else on this bus? No. N no one's getting off here. Not at this particular destination. 
His head spins a little bit more. Ah! His eyes are black, so- just black holes. Is it a man? Is it? it a, is it a- appears to be a man, but his skin is shriveled, old, and he looks like he's blind. His he's wearing what appears to be like a cap, but it's it's old and weathered. Turns around, looks at you, and says, "Your stop, Awas." Not Give me a mine. sanity check. Not mine, sir. Ninety-three, which is what I'm feeling right now. Okay. Ah. So you are not coping well with the idea of that. Not, um, I am not. <laughs> go ahead and lose. Oh, not too bad. Two sanity. Um. He sideways sits in the chair, looks back at you again. Are you hearing me? Awas. And he kills the engine. Ah! Okay. Pulls um, the key. No. Puts it in his pocket and shambles his way down the stairs and out into the darkness. You are alone. Okay. I he the keys are in his pocket. He took the key. I The headlights are still on. The wow, bus how? is not he he left the key on. The but the headlights are on. I Old cars don't always power off that way. It was okay. direct to the battery. I run to the front of the bus and try to pull the doors closed. Okay, you, um, you, you jimmy on the handle a little bit. It's a little harder than you thought, but uh-huh. they shut. You're okay. now sitting in the bus with the doors closed. Okay, Looking Great. out into this, what appears, now that you can see with the headlights, mm-hmm. it's sand. This is a dream, and I am not okay. Um, buildings, people. Nothing. Things, nothing. Nope. Great. I try to wake myself up. I hit myself. I stub my, like, I kick something. Mm-hmm. I slap myself. Well, you failed your sanity check, so you're still kind of having a hard time. That's fair. So how long are you going to be standing inside the bus? How long are you trying to wake yourself up? At least, like, three minutes. Three or four. Well, yeah, there's really nowhere to go. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. On the glass, not f- real close to you, a hand <laughs> on the other side. Then down at the back. Do you want me to come out? Like, no. Do you look? I look. There appears to be mummified, cadaverous remains that are not in good shape. Pounding on the glass, and when they see you, hands come up in exultation, trying to touch your face. Hey, was. Hey, was. You think I'm... You think I'm... It's trying to climb the side of the bus. Its feet keep slipping off. In the I, back. I scream at it. I scream at it. No. Okay. You Does turn do- as you hear the back door of the bus opening. <sighs> you hear the latch go. No. It um, opens, and you can just see the head of what appears to be a mummified woman. Her face is lean, very tight. Hey, boss. And she's no, trying I'm, to get in. She's okay. trying to kip up into the bus. I kick her in the head. Well, she's at the back end. You're going to run back okay, there? Okay, never mind then. I'm not running down towards her. I thought I was near the... Okay. No, no. You're in the front oh, in the driver's man. seat. In front of you, you look out the window, out the windscreen, the, the windshield. You now see coming up out of the sand hands, pulling themselves up. This and is... there, in front of you, stands a six-foot-tall being. Seems to be glowing of its own light. Black, inky skin. Top part of a human face with tentacles all at the bottom in this old sort of jaguar toga wrap you've seen nothing like it before it extends its hand and begins cackling hey what? 
I try and climb the seats. Is there an exit on the t- on the roof? There is an exit out the roof. We'll say there is one, even though it's an older bus. Those were probably not really there yet, but you claw your way through one. <laughs> okay, now I'm standing on the roof. So go ahead and make a luck roll. Make sure it's not somehow. We're gonna do a luck roll. You're are you resourceful? Yes. All right, so you're able to, you get out one of the windows and you pull yourself up onto the roof. That's fine, because I, I really don't think those emergency okay. exits were there in the 1930s. Um, you're on top of the bus, and it's beginning to rock. Hey, was, Hey, was, And then you hear, bring her. No. Hey, was. Make a dex check. Oh, that's not my shtick. 17. Lying to me? No. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> That is a, what is my dex? I, I hope Half it's a 15. I'm joking. What is it? No, your dex, my dex is 55, so that is a hard success. You, f- you I, fall I to your knees, it. you get back up, you're holding on. You're like, I am not AWAS, what does that mean? You can see the hands are now just reaching up. There's probably about 40 or 50 of these things mm-hmm. around the bus. They are sweeping at your legs, trying to get you. One, Art. his hands, the fingers, just touch your ankles. Just touch your calf. Okay. Is it, I know that I'm, like, not handling this very well, but is it, like, is it aggressively oh, trying yeah. to get me? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not, like, Misa from Game of Thrones? No? No. Okay. <laughs> I had hope for about 0.2 seconds. No, they're looking at you like you're special. They're, they're pawing at you and... Like, they need to be with you, but not in a good way. I try to wake myself up one more time. Go ahead. Um, I literally... What's your psychology? My psychology? It's a 40. Go ahead. 23. Okay. You wake up screaming, and there are four or five people around you. You're on the side of the road. Vomit, since you like to say that word, is all over. (laughs) You've emptied the contents of the cafe. All over the side of the road, your clothes have been covered in it. The bus driver is trying to keep you on your side. Two men are, you know, put their jackets underneath you. You're convulsed, you know, you're, you're coming out of the convulsions. You're shaking. Your hands are clenched white, solid white. Knuckles are just, you know, so tense. They're trying to get you to open your hands. You've cut your own palms with your nails mm-hmm. from clutching so hard. And they keep saying to you in German, is I fine? Are you fine? Are you okay? Do you need a you know? Do you need a hospital? What can we do? They, they, they don't understand. You've been screaming for the last seven minutes inside the bus to the point where they had to get you off. All the other passengers are looking out the window. They're terrified. You can tell that this is shaking everybody to the core on shaking this bus. Me. So they, you know, they're around you. You, you have a really good constitution. So we're gonna let you roll that. I know. It's just in case something goes... 12. Okay. So within only a a minute or two, you're able to regain your composure. You know, you're coughing. Someone offers you a flask. You take a swig. You rinse your mouth out and spit. Um, You take another small draft. He kind (laughs) of cleans it off before he recaps it. And you say to him the same thing, your famous quote. It's just vomit. Um, Don't worry. It's just just the vomit. Uh, But Um. you are able to regain your composure... The bus driver has been terribly, terribly shaken. He sets you, he, he motions you to stay there. The several gentlemen around, one woman, uh, they're keeping you calm. And he goes up and he uses a radio inside the bus. It makes, you know, has some sort of a 
system that he can make a quick radio call. And then um, within about 10 minutes, a cab pulls up and he hands you back your ticket and he he's motioning, you can't come on this bus. It's just not happening. Like, these people won't let you back on. He says, here's a cab. You know, you can take it where you got to go. He refunds you the fare out of his own pocket. But there is... I tell him to keep it. There's no way in hell that I, no, he can I, put you on that I, bus. I tell him to keep it and to apologize to all the passengers. Is Does he... He doesn't speak no, English very well, does all. he? Nope. Okay. But one man there, standing there, does say to you, he says, he's apologizing, miss, but you began screaming and shouting and... and you made your way towards the front of the bus, and you were wrestling him for the wheel. It was very—we had to hold you down. It was very scary. I. Are you okay? Are you? Do you suffer from this? Is this something? Have you? Do you have seizures? I it don't. I. It took three of us to pull you off of him. You were very strong. Th- I mean, thank you. I'll be all right now. I think the cab is a better idea. I apologize for any. I apologize for any trouble I've caused you. What was I screaming? Uh, it's uh, a a wis a was something that it, it, I do not know this word. It's an Egyptian word. Doesn't surprise me you wouldn't know it. Was I just shouting that over and over? And uh, screams of help, screams of you know, don't let them touch me, don't let them take me. Uh, there was a lot of things, and it's very. Some of the children spilt their water. I mean, right there, they dropped. Well, water into that pants can happen. That Biological was... functions can't control them, as you can see. I motioned to myself. Yeah. Um. He helps you up. They Danke. take your luck. They take. Oh, you had no luggage, just your purse. So just my bag. <clears throat> yeah, they the bags there. They they someone had thrown it out the window for you because <laughs> they didn't want it in the in the bus. Okay. Um. They put you in the car. Fortunately, you're only about thirty miles outside of Stuttgart. So, the cab. You have enough cash to carry you. They put you um, in the cab. Do I? I'm resourceful. I don't have my full medical bag. I would not have, like, alcohol. I would not have something to keep me awake. I... Anything for, for my what? brain? For your brain? No, no. Your 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 head's clearing. You know, travel seems to be playing a, a real havoc with you. You're not doing well. Every time I move. From one area to another, something is is causing a big shift it's in you. It's not liking it. Yeah. It doesn't like it. And it doesn't like when I sleep. Well, never. So... so. Yeah. That's the problem. You, uh, the, the cab driver takes you into Stuttgart to the address. You arrive. Grace Hammond, a.k.a. Faye, arrives back about 25 minutes later. And we'll do conversations and stuff next time. <laughs> since, uh, this, this is all going to, uh, be connected to the other, uh, part of the podcast from this evening. So, that's where we are. Uh, not the massive cliffhanger that we've had in the past, but still a lot of good information tonight. It's dramatic for me. Yes, it was very traumatic for Catherine. We got to stop putting you in some sort of public transportation. I want to thank. Got to stop puking on myself. I want to thank all my players. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are available on Facebook. You can meet us for the Bardic College Lounge for a conversation about running games and how to do that and other things. Or if you just want to follow this group and keep up with news and photos and things about the characters, you can follow us on Facebook at Cthulhu and Cairo. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so you can find us really easy. It's not hard. Uh, thank you to Catherine and Faye. Ladies, thank good you, job. Cooper. And uh, we'll be back in a week's time. So until next time.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.